Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Chauncey Show. We're always right and never left. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. Before we begin our show tonight, I want to send out special prayers to all of those who have lost loved ones with this unfortunate virus, COVID-19. Prayers go out to all family members that are in the hospital, critical care, struggling with battling with this disease. And my heart and prayers go out to all those frontline workers, fire, EMS, police, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, everybody that's on the front line trying to give us a a, a daily and a a normal life, I want to say thank you. Today we have an exciting guest on our show today. We have a former military veteran, and he's now a National Guardsman. He's a former U.S. congressional candidate from New Jersey, and now he is a gubernatorial candidate in New Jersey. Dave Winkler always talks about what is right, not what is politically correct. We're excited to have him on the show today. Dave always keeps it real and keeps it right. Let's welcome Dave Winkler, gubernatorial candidate from New Jersey, to the show. How are you, David? Hey, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on, Dave. I know that you probably have a lot to talk about. So I'll let you start off briefly by giving us a little bit of background about who you are and how you entered into politics. Um, uh, thanks for having me again. So, yeah, um, I think everybody knows now that I'm originally a native of California. Um, the military's brought me all over the, you know, the United States, and I ended up residing over here in New Jersey. I've uh, been deployed, you know, to multiple different places, um, as well as I've done a lot of veterans advocacy, and, and now I'm looking at trying to uh, represent New Jersey. So, um, yeah. The, Dave, the, really, the long story making it short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, and however, I'm going to add, because that was very, very nice of you, but you have had a dynamic career, and I would be remiss if I didn't talk 
about you not only being a combat veteran with over 50 years of experience working with the Department of Defense, you've been deployed to Iraq, Afghanistan, the Republic of South Korea, and you're the former CEO of Wings for Warrior, 50C3 nonprofit organization that has helped thousands of veterans across the country. We want to thank you for your service, and I wanted to note that for our listeners, that there is a lot to you. You're a very humble man that you don't talk about, so I'd be remiss if I didn't mention those few things. Uh, On your journey now, running for governor, what are some of your most pressing issues that you'd like to address in New Jersey? I mean, I think one of the, the, well, I have a few pressing issues. I think, you know, um, obviously going back to the 2020 election, uh, election integrity, um, and making sure that our, we have free and fair elections here in New Jersey um, is first, first and foremost. Uh, so we got to make sure that we get after uh, voter ID laws, that we go ahead and make uh, walk-in or voting in person the norm, and then making um, mail-in and absentee uh, ballots and ex- by exception only. We got to go ahead and also make sure that our voting booths and everything else is secure. You know, these machines are not hooked up to the internet. All sorts of things. We need to go ahead and make sure that our election system here is free and fair, and we get rid of all this nonsense that was happening in 2020. And then I'm also my second priority that goes on along the lines of that is making sure if I get in as governor that I'm going to investigate what took place in 2020. I want to know exactly so we have the answers because there's a lot of people here in New Jersey that that still have questions and they want them answered. It's not that hard. You have Biden and Harris up there as president. You got what you wanted from the Democrat side. Now grant the investigation. It's as simple as that to me. The other thing is the hyper-partisanship. It needs to go away. We need to get back to putting the people first. And part of that is understanding that an investigation needs to happen. People aren't going to move on unless that happens. So that's, that's, that's what I want to say about that for right now. It's interesting that you talk about hyper-partisanship. Um, you started out your campaign running as a Republican, uh, and then you change to independent. Can you talk a little bit about why you went from Republican to independent? Why well, I went from um, Republican to independent is that here, here's something that as a Republican, I was a conservative. I was actually a Trump supporter in the sense that I loved a lot of the spirit of his policies. Um, I, I know you and I've talked before about a lot of the things he's done for the, uh, the minority community. Um, you know, what he's done for the economy. In fact, what he's done for, uh, you know, in the sense of peace deals overseas. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that we can sit here and talk about what Trump has done well. And I think that um, that is one reason why I loved being within the Republican Party. It looked like, you know, finally minority conservatives, you know, were getting energized. They're starting to come out of the woodworks. We're starting to see the restoration of the Lincoln Party, the party of Lincoln. What I got upset about was when the GOP here, specifically in, in New Jersey, and I think we've seen it across the board from from uh, the United States, is they lost their spine, they lost their backbone, they caved to the pressure of the left, and they threw, immediately threw, the Republican president underneath the bus to save not only their careers, um, but, you know, to try to save their image, donors, 
you name it and stuff like that. Um, so to me right now, it's, 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 it's like a, it's like an image thing that they care more about than actually the people who are trying to get answers is why New Jersey, do we still have people whose votes still have not been counted? Why do we have people where it's, it feels like voter or disenfranchisement here. It feels like nobody gives a, you know, a damn about us here. It's like, Hey, um, as soon as, you know, we're all Trump, we're all Trump, we're all Trump until, you know, it no longer suits us anymore. And the people no longer suit us anymore. And that's, that is what it, you know, and, and I'm fr- deeply frustrated. So what I'm trying to do is get back to uh, the independent realm where I believe in both sides. I believe in the people first. And it is, that's the way it needs to be. We need to restore a system of government that works for and by the people, not our donors, not our PACs, not our special interests, um, not our handlers from the, the committee sense or the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, big tent GOPs or whatever it is. We need to actually get back to the basics of taking care of the people. You know, Dave, you make some very good salient points. And one thing that I've learned, and I'm sure you have and many others throughout the country, is that Trump redefined what an elected official is. And apparently... Mm-hmm. Both sides, the Democrats and Republicans, haven't figured that out yet. As we all know, Donald Trump was like a phenom. But what Donald Trump was was he connected to average Americans. The Republican Party and the Democratic Party, well, the Democratic Party, their identity politics, that's how they placate uh, to the left. centers and minorities. In my lifetime, and I know there's a little joke that, you know, you call me the old man. This is the first time in my lifetime, I'm almost 60 years old, where I saw a wave of young African Americans, black uh, and Hispanics, uh, women, men, galvanize behind not only Donald Trump, but the policies of conservatism and the Republican Party. Right. Yeah. This is a new era, and we're making uh, and history. If I, if I may, if I sure. may, I mean, it's, it's it's something that I I told the NJGOP upon leaving over to this Patriot Party was this: you all messed up when you thought that MAGA was an individual. Mm-hmm. When you tried to think that MAGA actually represented Trump, it was not Trump. That that that, that statement. It's not even a statement that it represents. It's a movement. Movement. It's a family. Mm-hmm. It is, is set in the types of policies that is of Lincoln, the abolitionist aspects that we started from. It is literally going back to our roots, and you're fighting going back to your roots. You want to stay in this elitist club, go to country clubs, you know, and keep all the outsiders out because we want to keep our club uh, centralized and, and this, this it, it just doesn't work anymore. People are tired of it. They don't want it. And they want to, you know, a system of government that's restored to the people. And I, and I laugh because I'm like, I see all these old, these old heads in the NJGOP and they like do all these great analysis, right? It reminds me of watching sabermetrics in baseball. They do all these analytics of what's going on here, GOP wise. But what they don't understand is that MAGA isn't based solely upon analytics. There's a human factor to this. 
when I go out to amongst, amongst the grassroots movements and I see them all, that's a family. We treat each other like family. It's not like being on the other side with the Democrats. And I've seen some, and I've, I've, I've hung out in some Democrat crowds, to be quite honest, because I'm trying to see what, what they need on their side. But nothing has been anywhere close to that conservative family. You know, I must uh, throw a footnote in here. As uh, an African-American Republican Jew, uh, I have never felt any racism towards me or has anyone come at me in a racist manner of all the Trump supporters that I know in Washington being around MAGA individuals. It's nothing but love. So this narrative that the left wants to put out there that they're a bunch of racists and they're violent. Uh, you know, you're talking about a small fraction of people yeah. who, who, who just want to create uh, chaos and, and dissension, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, if the Republican party is going to survive in this nation, their fight is in every major city in the country. Mm-hmm. If they don't go back and start investing political capital, economic capital, social capital in these cities, there will no longer be a Republican Party. And I, I, mean, hope I, I, those I that are listening, agree with you. And I hope those that are listening will understand what I'm saying. I've been around long enough. Republicans the party in and of itself is not racist. They've just abandoned the cities. And if they want to move the bar, that's where the battle has to be, is they have to come back and fight for those individuals that are struggling on the streets that back up the policies that you put in place in Washington. Now you have to put you know, some teeth into the policies by putting money in these cities because the Democrats clearly continue to placate to these individuals, these poor, homeless, mentally ill, high taxes individuals with their BS and the crime is at the highest, the poorest schools. We can go on and on with what the Democrats don't do, and they're trying to blame the federal government and the Republican Party for their mismanagement, it is sad. Yeah, the Republicans want to win the move forward, and it's yeah. happening in New Jersey. New Jersey, you do not fund minority candidates. That's why you will continually lose in New Jersey until you fund minority candidates and you put your big boy pants on and get into the streets of Newark Jersey City, Patterson, Camden, Irvington, Plainfield, you guys are going to sit there in your suits in your lawyer's office hoping for change and hoping to amass a red state, and it's not going to happen. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I mean, so this is, you know, I was getting tired of having these conversations over and over and over, and I know you you, you and I have both had these conversations with the NJGOP at, at all levels pretty much. And it, it's I'm tired of having it. Either they're gonna they're gonna actually get to see what the Patriot Party is gonna be like, uh, where I'm going right up the middle. And those places you mentioned are places I'm going to. 
I don't owe anything to the Democrat Party. I don't owe anything to the Republican Party. What I owe is everything to the people here and the Constitution. And so me being out on foot, I'm going to show them what it's like to actually be a representative of the people. Listen to places that have been neglected, you know, because it's not part of their must-keep and must-win districts that they only care about because they're somewhat red or purple. Same thing on the blue side. They got their own must-win and and must-keeps, right? But when you got somebody in the middle that actually just only cares about the people and is not beholden to a a committee – a kiss the ring style uh, primary, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And so that's why like people haven't really seen a whole lot because I'm actually out on foot. I'm actually out where I'm supposed to be as somebody looking to represent. I'm not here to be flashy. I'm here to be effective. There's a difference. And I think that's why I agreed so much with the core of the, uh, the new Patriot party and it's coming. It's not a, it's not an if. It's a matter of one, and it's coming very, very soon. For those that are listening, this is the Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. We're always right, never left. We're honored to have in the studio former combat vet, now National Guard, former U.S. congressional candidate from New Jersey, and now gubernatorial candidate for New Jersey, David Winkler, in the studio, talking about the challenges that we face, not only in New Jersey, but in the country and the Republican Party. Um, Yeah, there has to be a big awakening, and I hope that the Candace Owens and all of those young people, the Blexit movement, continue to press the Republican Party to do more. Because like you said, this is a movement, and I've never seen anything like this over the past four years in my lifetime. This is historic. And it's going to be very interesting to see how it progresses and moves forward. And another little footnote, when Donald Trump won the election in 2016, he won by 6% of the African-American vote. He won by 13 percent of the African male vote and won by 22 percent of the Hispanic vote. Fast forward to 2020, he doubled those numbers. He doubled his impact and support among African Americans, and he doubled his support with the Hispanics going over 42 percent. African Americans jumped to 22, 6, 26% for African American males, 12% for total of African Americans. No one has ever done that in the history of our country running on the Republican side, except maybe Abraham Lincoln. Well, here, here's the God honest truth, and I think that the New Jersey citizens haven't really figured this out yet. What we're seeing already from the Biden and Harris, uh, you know, the administration, if we're going to call it that right now, is is a lot of segregated policies. And they're going to need a leader that can stand up against Kamala Harris and be like, identity politics doesn't work with me. None of this stuff is going to work with me. All right, we're going to go ahead, and when we create policies here, it's going to be across the board to help everybody. I don't care if you're white, black, in between, gay, straight, um, you know, what religion you are, whatever it may be, right? None of that stuff matters to me. We're Americans, and we got to understand that we are Americans first. And everybody has a seat at the table. 
regardless of any of these categories that are in the Civil Rights Act of the 1964, even though I would like to add political affiliation in there. <clears throat> but people need to start acting like Americans is what needs to happen and start uh, stop creating these segregated policies or what we see on, on television from the Democrats where they are saying, hey, uh, black, uh, Latino, Asian, and women, you're going to get this kind of uh, relief from COVID-19. No, how about you give everybody relief? Amen. This, this is know, what I bring to the table. You know, Dave, uh, I don't know if you realize this today. I'm going to just back up a second. I was very taken back by, with all due respect to the gubernatorial candidate, Jack Canarelli. He put a post congratulating Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Now, I had my issue with that. That's one thing. But what I want to add to it is, as I watched him and listened to him defend himself, talking about his son is in the military, I wonder if Jack knows that the first thing that Joe Biden did was remove all the military flags of the grounds of the White House. And I don't think you knew that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I knew that he was, when he was cleaning out the Oval Office, that's, that's one of the first you know, things he did. So, was, you know, Jack, yeah. you know, I, I really feel bad for Jack trying to defend himself by saying that, well, my sons were in the military, but then, Jack, look what he just did. He's showing you Obama and Biden have no respect for the military. They stripped the military during their eight years. Well, I mean, they if you were, can go quite recently, what, what they did with the FBI and had mm -hmm. the FBI go ahead and well, background right. check all the National Guard members there and then picked and choose which one could be there based upon a political affiliation. Because what Jack doesn't understand is when you speak about the Guard, you're speaking about me as well. And I'm actually in the Guard. And well, to understand me, what uh, the FBI did was a travesty to the people that serve in uniform. And it was a the Democrats should be should be reprimanded or you know publicly um, you know some people should be coming out against it because here's Dave, the deal. One second, Dave. You make an interesting point: is that they are going to check national guards that are serving this country, but they'll give illegal aliens driver's licenses, rights to vote. Yeah. And people keep buying into this nonsense. Well, I mean, we, even we are more so, what I was so saying is to a socialist communist state, it is ridiculous. I'm sorry, Dave. Go yeah. Ahead. So what I was saying is, and the reason why I'm upset at Jack's statement and saying, oh, we must do it because of the commander in chief and not understanding what the FBI just did with screening, with screening, um, you know, all the National Guard members was this. I served underneath three presidents. Actually, it would technically now be four. So I served underneath Bush. Right? I, served, I served underneath Obama. I served underneath Trump. And now Biden-Harris when it comes to the guard aspect. Who was Obama's vice president? It was Biden. So if I didn't have a problem over those eight years that I ended up in Afghanistan and all that stuff, serving to protect him, what, you know, the amount of disrespect that he showed us by screening us here because of our political affiliations, when most of us were Republican back then, 
you know, going through Iraq and Afghanistan underneath his administer or Biden and uh, Obama, right? That's what I took offense to. It's like it's absolutely absurd. When have we ever let it get in our in our way? It means that you don't even have faith that we can uphold our constitution or the the oath, which is to the constitution first. It, in fact, in the guard, it's a little bit different than than uh, the federal active troops. You when they're when they're not activated like they are over there, their oath is to the or obviously the constitution first, but then they got the governor instead of the president. Then now since they're over there, I mean technically they they are answer to the president, but either way you look at it, the constitution comes before the individual. The constitution and you is have to have faith that our troops are going to do the right thing. Right. And the constitution's in place to protect all individuals as well. Yep. You know, Dave uh we, you have a lot of challenges. You're a candidate. I'm just a radio talk show host. Uh, you have a lot of challenges ahead of you um, in New Jersey, um, and you have an uphill battle uh, because, as you know, you're running as an independent, and you are running for the people, and hopefully your message will resonate that it's about people, not about political parties not about uh, lobbyists, political interest groups. And I hope that'll be a part of your message because you are in a very interesting position to educate the electric. Well, I mean, what's awesome about being in a brand new party and, and eventually I think we'll, we'll have to revisit this sometime on another, on another radio show about the actual party itself. But, um, I've said straight out, no lobbyists, no corporate, no none of that special interest, none of that dark money comes into this to this party as being the the first candidate across the United States um, on the actual Patriot line. Um, so I'm actually quite happy to have that first ever uh, title here. Congratulations, um, you made I'm history. Not, You're it's not history. happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually making history on the on the Patriot Party. The the thing is, is it's not happening underneath. My watch here as as somebody that is is the first ever, um, and the reason being is that is exactly why we're having problems with both the GOP and you know the D or the DNC uh, or Democrat Party, whatever, on both sides, right? So here's the deal: I just believe that's exactly what's going on with Jack Citarelli right now, and that's exactly what we do not need. The reason why he was silent on all this election integrity issues and what was going on with Trump is that he is getting paid by those types of people. Not only that, but there's also, when you go through and you do your money, there's money that leads back to China and investments over there in China. Doug Steinhardt was right when he called it out when he was going against uh, Jack Citarelli. These are the types of people we need to keep out of office. If you can't do it grassroots-wise and you got to do it bulk, <clears throat> uh, you know, special interest and all these big PAC type stuff, I don't think any of any anyone should vote those for those kind of people because that means that it's no longer about the people. It is about whoever gave you that money, and for now you're beholden to them. Dave, unfortunately, we're out of time. What an awesome interview! I can't thank you enough. Extremely inform, informative and compassionate about you serving the people. And what I just learned and I just realized as well 
is that, you know, as you're talking about corporate money, lobbyists, special interest groups, the Republican and the Democratic Party have become corporate entities and less about people and more about money. I want to thank you for coming on the show in the last couple of seconds. Please share with my audience if they want to contact you, donate, volunteer to your campaign. Can you please share that information with my audience so they can contact you or donate or volunteer? Um, yeah, so I have my website. It's uh, www.winkler4newjerseygovernor.com, uh, which is NJ. It's not actually spelled out in New Jersey, so it's the NJ. Um, and then, so I have all the information on how to contact me there. I will tell your, your listener is this. I'm very approachable, and you'll get a response in, <laughs> in a really, manner. really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so, because I believe in, I believe in, you know, being personal. I believe in this is something where we're all investing as a partnership in our future. Not, I'm not here to use you. I'm here to bring you in, and we're going to be part of the solution together and get this done. Like we got to actually show people and we have a chance to show people what real leadership looks like. David, thank you so much for your time. I know you're extremely busy and I hope that you'll come on the show again and talk about the new Patriot party and talk about the things that you'll be doing in the future. The venture will be holding that we can share that with our listeners. You're listening to the Chauncey show where we're always right. Never left. I'm your host Chauncey Brown. I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in. We do this for nothing. We do this because we want to get our message out to the people. We want to speak truth to power. Okay. We want to give the people the truth of what they need to hear and not being placated to by the community. I always have people on here that are real people with real issues talking about real talk. If you'd like to donate to help us to continue to market and get our message out, please consider donating to PayPal me at the Chauncey Show. And any small donation will help us to continue to speak truth to power and to continue to try to save America. And thank you very much. Coming up next week, please join us next Tuesday in the studio. We're going to have Virginia governor candidate Merle Rutledge in the studio talking about his candidacy in Virginia. We're excited to have him on the show. So please follow the Chauncey show on Facebook and on Twitter, the Chauncey show for future updates. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a good night and God bless you all. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. 
Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max.